set up in heaven forever. In heaven, forever, thy word is settled in heaven, forever, In heaven, and them so. Hallelujah. Uh, once again, I want to thank uh, the leadership for the opportunity given me to be used as a vessel to deliver the word of God. Amen. Shall we say a word of prayer? Spirit divine, we thank you so much, O oh Lord, that you are here. God, we thank you that you are moving and you continue to move in our midst. It's a privilege, O oh God, to be in your midst and that we've made it a priority to be in your midst. Father, we believe that you have saved the best for us today. Have your way, O oh God. Do with us, O oh God, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Um, today, um, I want to talk to you briefly about the subject, Lord, let your ways be known to me. Lord, let your ways be known to me. Hallelujah. Please come with me to Psalm 107, 1 to 7. Psalm 107, 1 to 7. Psalm 107, 1 to 7. Can we project? Psalm 107, 1 to 7. Okay. Okay. So 1, verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Amen. Let the redeem of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Verse 3. And guarded out of the lands from the east and from the west, 
from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distress. Verse 7. And he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to... No, I think that's not what I want. <laughs> okay, so it's rather Psalm 103. 103 verse 7. 103 verse 7. So let's quickly read 103 verse 7. Psalm 103 verse 7. Yeah. So he made, he made known his ways to Moses, his as to the children of Israel. Hallelujah. So this morning we are going to center on this scripture. The Lord made his ways known to the people of Israel. He made known his ways to, to Moses and he made known his works to the people of Israel. Hallelujah. So I want to start briefly by letting you know a brief story about Moses. We've heard a lot about Moses, who is a very significant figure in the scripture. You know, he was born a Hebrew, an Israelite, who was born hidden in the basket because the king wanted to kill him. He was taken by the king's daughter, Pharaoh, and he lived in the house of Egypt for how many years? For 40 years. And then he was brought up the ways of an Egyptian. Moses was brought up the way of an Egyptian. Though he was an Israelite, he was brought up the way of an Egyptian. And he understood the ways and the gods of Egypt, but not Israel. So what happens is that he kills an Egyptian, and then he decided to run to Midian, where he found refuge to... I mean, he escaped from... from Killing, he escaped from killing um, an Egyptian, so he decided to run away, and he found the love of his life where he got married. So one day he was shepherding his in-law's sheep, and he came across a burning bush. So the bush begins to speak to Moses. So the voice says, Moses, take off your shoes. Take off your shoes, for the ground you stand on is a holy land. So fast forward, he encounters God, and God told him to go back to Egypt, where he killed someone. That go back to Egypt. That was a very difficult task. That was a very Herculean task. Hallelujah. So God told him that go back to Egypt and let my people go, and let my people go. If it were you, would you have done that? You've killed somebody, and uh, you are... Maybe you have a, an arrest warrant that if you go, you'll be taken to custody. So Moses is faced with this Herculean task. He's called of God to take the children of Israel out of the wilderness to the promised land of Canaan. Hallelujah. So faced with this tremendous task of leading the people of Israel, he says a very wonderful prayer, which I think it should be the prayer of every believer. Hallelujah. Let's read Exodus 33, 12 to 13. 
Exodus 33, 12 to 13. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, Bring up these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, next one, If I have found grace in your sight, then he said, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Amen. Yeah. So Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, bring up these people, but you have not let me know whom you will go with me. Yet you said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray, I have found grace in your sight. Show me your way. Show me your way, that I may know you, and that I may find grace in your sight. Hallelujah. So was Moses' prayer, was it answered? Did God show Moses his ways? Indeed, he did. Hallelujah. So the answer is in, first, is in Psalm 103, which we read earlier. 103 verse 7. He said, he made known his ways to Moses, and his deeds to the people of Israel. He made known his ways to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. This morning, uh, beloved, I want to announce to you that there are two ways to become acquainted with God, or there are two ways to know God. Number one, you can know God through his works. That is what he does. You can know God through his works, what he does. And number two, you can know God through his ways, who he is, the character he's been. Hallelujah. So Moses told God, God, show me your ways. So Moses knew the ways of God, but the Israelites knew the acts of God. Hallelujah. These are two different things. There's a difference between knowing God, knowing the ways of God, and knowing the deeds of God. Hallelujah. You know, the Israelites were used to seeing God, you know, part the Red Sea, let water come out of the rocks. But that is not enough, hallelujah, as believe. It's good to give the testimonies that we come here to give. It's good to do all those things that we do, hallelujah. But if we don't back it by knowing the ways of God, that is insignificant, hallelujah. So I want to reiterate that for the sake of emphasis, I want to say that there are two ways of knowing God. If you did not get anything, you can just say today, I know there are two ways of knowing God. Number one, you can know him through his works. That is what he does, what God does. And then, what, and then you can also know him through his ways, his character, his being. Hallelujah. So I want to submit to you this morning, it's not enough. It's not enough. Just to know the works of God. It's not enough. But knowing his ways, brings trouble, brings peace to your trouble. Hallelujah. Yeah, we come to church, we, we, we give offering, we give testimony, 
God has done this for me, God has done that for me. But that is not enough. That is not enough. You need to know the ways of God. Because in doing so, that's where your troubles are nullified. Hallelujah. So when we talk about the ways of God, what, what do we mean that, that the ways of God? What are the ways of God? So when we say the ways of God, we are talking about God's action, his behavior, his character. And that is the most important thing. Hallelujah. He does a lot of things. God does a lot of things for us. But to know God's ways, you know, it's like knowing his principles. Hallelujah. And how do you understand the ways of God? How do you understand the ways of God? It's kind of difficult to comprehend how God works. As the Bible says in Isaiah 55 verse 9, it says that as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Hallelujah. So, it's difficult to understand. Yes, it's difficult to understand. You may not understand the ways of God. The Bible says that there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end leads to what? Destruction. The end leads to death. So you, have to, you, you need not to lean on your own understanding. Hallelujah. In anything that you do, you have to seek the counsel of God. It should be the ways of God. Hallelujah. So, you know, it's very, sometimes it's very useless for you to complain, you know, based on comparing your situation with others. Lord, uh, you've done this for that. This person has a wife, this person has a husband, he has a job, he has this, he has that. That is a useless comparison. You need to recognize the ways of God. Maybe that's not God's way for you, Hallelujah. You may not understand why God does what he does, what he does. Hallelujah. So the time is due now for you and I to let God be our lead. To follow God's lead. Hallelujah. If the time is not now, when is the time going to be? And what are you waiting for? Now is the time for you to know some things about God's character. Not just about his works, but about who he is. Hallelujah. Let, let, let's just ask ourselves this question. What is the difference between knowing the works of God and then the ways of God? What is the difference? So I want to give you four points, and then we, we get out of here. Hallelujah. So my first point, the difference between knowing his works and his ways is the difference between rest and relapse. Between rest and relapse. And when we say relapse, it means that going back to a negative situation, you, you have sickness, it goes, and then it comes back. That is relapse. But if you seek the ways of God, you find eternal rest. Hallelujah. You know, Moses in Exodus 33, he prayed. He said, God, show me your ways. Show me your ways. And the Bible says... My presence will go with you and give you rest. Hallelujah. 
So if you notice in the scripture, Israel, they hardly found rest. They hardly found rest, the people of Israel. If you study the life of the Israelites, it appears that they move from one struggle to the other. You know, their lives were like a roller coaster. Today, things are going well. The next day, the things are not going well for them. Hallelujah. So today, things are good for them. The next day, things are not moving well for them. So come with me to Hebrews 3, 7 and 11, uh, which is God's commentary on Exodus 33. Hebrews 3, 7, 11. Hebrews 3, 7, 11. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, so I swore, no, no. I said 7 to 11. Hebrews 7 to 11. 7. Okay, therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart as in the rebellion, in the day of trial in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works for 40 years. The next verse. No, verse 8. Therefore, I was angry with you. Therefore, I was angry with that generation and said, they always go astray in their heart and they have not known my ways. Verse 11. So I swore in my wrath. So I swore in my wrath. They shall not enter my rest. Hallelujah. So this is God's commentary on Exodus 33 where God gets angry at the Israelites because they made a golden calf for themselves, and then God told Moses he was going to consume the people of Israel because they had made an object for themselves. They only knew the works of God. They didn't know the ways of God. Hallelujah. So, you know, they never found rest. The Israelites never found rest. They were moving from one point to the other. Their lives were in cycles. But that wasn't God's plan for them. Hallelujah. That's not God's plan is not for us to move from zero to hundred, and then the next day we are from hundred to zero. Hallelujah. God wants us to have stability. Hallelujah. So, you know, the land of Canaan represents the believer's rest. That's where God wanted them to go to have an eternal rest. But they didn't know the ways of God. They only knew the works of God. Hallelujah. So to know the Lord, we, we have to love the Lord. We have to love him. We have to put our faith in him and trust him. Hallelujah. We need to trust in the Lord. You know, God promises the people of Israel a land flowing with milk and honey. But they had developed a poverty mindset right from day one because they were in slavery where they, were, they didn't matter. Hallelujah. 
they were in, in Egypt where they did not matter. So they had this poverty mindset. They had this poverty mentality that as an Israelite, uh, I'm not worthy of what God had promised. Hallelujah. They did not have enough faith. So a journey which was supposed to, which was meant to take just 40 days, took 40 years. In the same vein, we as believers, if we lean on our own understanding, and then we do things that we think are right in our own way, things that God has promised us that it's going to take weeks, it's going to take days, it's going to be prolonged. It may not even happen. But I pray that should not be our portion. Hallelujah. You know, they made a golden car for themselves because that's what they believed. But this morning, I want to announce to you that if you are putting your faith in an object, if you are putting your trust in someone, it has to be someone or something that when it becomes part of you, it elevates you. It brings you up and not brings you down. Hallelujah. So my second point in knowing the difference between the ways of God and then the works of God is intimacy and infatuation. Intimacy and infatuation. You know, the modern day believer does not have a real spiritual intimacy with God. We are mostly infatuated with God. Whenever things are going good, whenever things are going the right way, when, whenever things are moving in the right direction, we say, oh, praise the Lord, God is good. You know, but when things are not as we want it to happen, when things are, you know, going in the negative direction, then we give up, then we quit. But this morning I pray, this morning I pray that we'll have a spiritual intimacy with God, that we'll have a real relationship with God. Hallelujah. You know, Moses sought the face of God. He was able to interact with God one-on-one -on -one because he had a real relationship with God. That is what we should be yearning for. Hallelujah. In John 2, you know, Jesus turned water into wine. And the people were very happy. They believed in Jesus, that he had turned water into wine. But Jesus never believed in him, in them, because they only knew the works of God. They knew that God or Jesus had done this miracle. They didn't know the ways of God. They didn't know why he did that miracle. So when, when you know the ways of God, God believes in you. He takes you serious. But then if you just know the ways of the works of God, God does not believe in you. Hallelujah. So the third point in knowing the differences between works and then ways of God is teacher and testifier. If you know the ways of God, you are a teacher. If you know the ways of God, you are a teacher. But if you just know the works of God, you are just a testifier. Yeah, God has done this for me. He has done that for me. That is not enough. 
It's high time we change our ways. Hallelujah. In John chapter 9, Jesus heals the blind, and then the Pharisees comes to the blind person, asking, asking them, asking the, the blind mind, the blind mind that, hey, is Jesus a sinner? Because he, the blind man, was just interested in what God has done or what Jesus Christ has done for him, he just said, I don't know. I don't know. He was just only interested in the end product, which is receiving his miracles. Hallelujah. You know, there are people who always come and testify that God has done this, he has done that. But are you willing to go further? Are you willing to go further than that? Are you willing to know the character of God? Hallelujah. Are you willing to know the character of God? Are you ready? Are you ready to know why God does the things he does? Are you ready to know the reason behind what he does, the things that he does? And not just interested in Oh, God did this for me. He did this miracle for me. He, he gave me a job. He gave me a wife. He gave me a husband. Are we interested in knowing the ways of God? That should be your question. That should be your number one question. What are the ways of God in everything that you do? Hallelujah. Then the last point in knowing the difference between the ways of God and then the works of God is peace and panic. Peace and panic. You know, at the Red Sea, everybody panicked but Moses. Everybody panicked but Moses because Moses knew the, he knew the ways of God. But the Israelites were just fixated about, they were just fixated about the acts or the deeds of God. That is what they knew. So, you know, when things were going good for them. Yeah, oh, yeah, God is good. Things are going very right for them. God is working. And all of a sudden, they come to the Red Sea. At that point, what did they do? They did what they were good at doing. Murmuring and what? Complaining. Mm -hmm. That has become our character as people or as humanity. When things are going very well for us, we said, oh yeah, God, is, God, God has done this for me. Oh, God, God is so good. Oh, I'm a believer. God is so good. What about when, when you are at ground zero? What about that? What about when you don't get that admission to the school you wanted to go? What about if you don't get that husband you want to get? Hmm? What about if you don't get that job that you want to get? Or what about if you don't enter that profession that you want to enter? Are you going to quit or are you going to give up? Praise the Lord. This morning, it's high time you and I sought the ways of God, the heartbeat of God. We should be interested in knowing the direction of God. What God does, why he's doing that. I mean, the, the reason behind, the motive behind why he does the things he does. And not just the end product, which is the miracle. Hallelujah. So it is important to know the ways of God because, you know, we are ignorant in our ways. 
You know, no one was born, nobody was born with God's ways in his DNA. They were not included in our DNA. So if you read Isaiah 55, 8 to 9, he says that, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, as we read earlier. Neither are my ways your ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Hallelujah. Um, this morning, I don't want us to go that far. There are a lot to be talked about, but then um, we are in a different atmosphere. Hallelujah. The atmosphere of thanksgiving. So I'm going to cut things short. Hallelujah. And all that I want you to know is we need to know that as we learn the ways of God, bit by bit, line by line, the heavenly origin are being brought into our lives. As you know the ways of God, heavenly things are being brought into your life. And we look at the world in, in a different light. Hallelujah. The world sees us in a different way. As we learn his ways, he begins a work in us that starts to produce something wonderful, something wonderful in our lives. You enjoy peace where there is no peace in your life. Where there is no joy, you have joy because you know the ways of God. You enjoy his direction where there is confusion all around. Hallelujah. And you have deep and growing relationships where so many people have been polarized, where there is division, there is integration for you, hallelujah. And you see your families being drawn together, where others are disintegrating, where others are tearing apart. And you become at peace in your heart when everyone else seems to be falling apart, hallelujah. When we know God and accept God's ways, our lives become very simple, very, very simple. And we simply say amen to things and they just come into existence. Hallelujah. We can only worship God and honor his ways for us and concerning the choices that he has for us. Hallelujah. It is my prayer this morning it is my prayer this morning that God open up your mind, God opens up your mind and grants you a better understanding of knowing his ways as you journey in your Christian journey. Hallelujah. Amen. Shall we rise up? Bless.